0: You know how when you're drunk, you don't think you're as drunk as you are. You will repeatedly say to all your friends that are worried about you, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm not drunk, right? And they can clearly see that you are drunk. And when you wake up in the morning, you'll be like, man, I was so wasted. But at the time, you don't see it. And part of the reason you don't see that you're drunk or you can't see it at the time is because of the thing itself, the thing that's judging your drunkness is itself drunk, That's obvious, right? But let's apply that to faulty or damaged or, you know, mental illness in terms of thinking patterns. I'm speaking from personal experience with this one. I've got a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder or complex PTSD. It's very similar. In fact, there's a suggestion that it's basically the same condition. Women typically get diagnosed with BBD and men with complex uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Regardless what this does is is when i'm in a bad mental state when i'm not coping my my thinking patterns become not functional they they become very very just bad like I, I don't have the words to explain it other than i'm not thinking logically i'm not thinking rationally there's there's a lot going on let me let me break this down for you there's a couple of things that will typically happen there's a aspect of black and white thinking Ie it's either this or that very diametric they're either awesome or they're terrible they're either being lovely or they're being you know rude or you know vindictive and it's it's very hard when i'm in that mental state to see that there's more than those two options and the thing is is me putting categorizing someone or something or some action into those two options isn't a fair representation because it's like there's more than those two options, and even my ability, if it is in those two options, is not on point. Even my ability to categorize someone into one of those two options is not on point. Regardless, something is said, and I can only think in black and white terms, and I sort of not see the the nuance or the the differences or anything like that. There becomes an issue there. Another thing that happens is I will interpret things in the worst way possible. So, Take tone of voice or body language or facial expressions. Depending on how things are said or the way things are said or the context of how things are said, you can interpret things differently, right? Now that's just that's just common. If I if I speak like this, or speak like this, or you know, put tones at different inflections, you will interpret what I'm saying a bit differently. What happens when I'm in a bad mental state is that I interpret it in the worst way possible. And this is happening simultaneously and this is continuing to happen. So then add to that the fact that I know that I'm doing this, that I know that I'm thinking in these disturbed ways that isn't fair to the other person or fair to myself or just isn't a true read on the reality of the situation. I know that this is happening but if i attempt to bring it up with the person if i attempt to talk about it i have to start using examples and risk causing a fight or an argument ie creating the disturbance that i'm trying to pro- trying to avoid by recognizing the problem so 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 there's this trapped feeling this this feeling of like well i'm interpreting things wrong i know i'm doing that but it feels very much like they are being rude to me but i can't break out of this and if I bring it up, then they'll think that I'm attacking them. And I sort of am attacking them because I know that I'm going to be saying things that are unfair. But unless I bring it up with them, I can't untie this knot. It's a mess. And and it, it's very trapping. I When I'm in this mental state, it's like I just... I shut down because I don't want to open up. I don't want to talk. Because if I start talking, I'll inevitably bring back stuff or be rude in a way. The problem is, is... It leaves me now going, well, okay, well, maybe I can't trust my initial reaction. I'm thinking this person's being rude to me. I'm thinking they're being attacking to me, but I shouldn't trust it. But then if I don't trust myself, that's that's terribly depressing and and hauntingly just wrong because it's like, imagine not being able to trust your initial reactions or any reactions that you have. It feels very trapping. This is something that I've been battling with. I, I recently released a new book and I'll talk more about it as it comes along. It's called Words on a Page, Killing Mate in a Demon's through Poetry. This was an act of writing therapy. and, And every time I release a book like this, it unlocks a bunch of dissociation. Basically just sort of like cleans a wound off and leaves me raw. This time, the wound was cleaned and it left me feeling depressed and angry like I haven't felt for years. And then on top of that, these issues came to mind these 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 BPD thoughts for lack of a better expression so I was left going oh my god I've never felt like I haven't felt like this in years this is so overwhelming and the emotionality is just so strong I felt trapped for for like a couple of weeks and if you've been following me on social media you'll you'll see the stuff that I've been talking about over these last couple of weeks lots lots of pain I haven't been able to exercise I've just been feeling just just angry and angry in a way that just feels primal. Like I'll never feel calm again, angry at the people from my past, angry at myself, trapped, confused, but then also trapped further because I know that if I start talking about the stuff that I'm feeling, I'll bring up the past anger and apply it to the person that I'm currently talking about, right? So it's this massive trap. So how do I deal with it? How did I deal with it? The, the the prime thing that helps me is meditation, is mindfulness, is becoming present in the moment. Because what I realized, and this is through talking with my partner, she was like, Perhaps that whole, you know, BPD thoughts, the black and white thinking, the feeling trapped, the the, the thinking the worst, the misinterpreting tone, the anger, the rage, all that sort of stuff, is an expression of being triggered by the past. Now I've gone through a couple of significant triggers recently and when I started looking at those symptoms from the from the mindset of being triggered it started to make a lot of sense because when I'm being triggered my brain just sort of spirals out of control so when I say I'm meditating it helps me to step back and sort of see see a bit more of the reality of what's actually happening as opposed to what my brain is thinking is happening but then comes another problem. It's like, well, I can see that it's happening, but it's like, I'm over here and my brain's over here, my brain's over here and it's sort of like, you know, this distance, but my brain keeps sort of slipping back into this negative mindset. It's like, it's like, I'm sort of seeing that I'm doing it and I'm aware of that I'm doing it. And that enables me to just sort of like, go, okay, guys, like, okay, to my partner or to the people around me, like, Hey, I am not feeling that great. Like I'm, I'm really need to let you know that this is how I'm feeling. And this is what will probably happen. I.e. Explaining the knot that I'm finding myself in and that I can't get myself out and that I'm afraid to talk about it because I don't want to cause arguments and saying that I will cause arguments and it's not my intent and all of this sort of stuff, okay? So now I can explain that. That helps to alleviate some of that burden on other people. What I do realize and what does help, and if you've got someone in your life that can give this to you, love and hugs, talking about it and trying to deconstruct that knot with words and logicing, and all this sort of stuff, doesn't make sense. My brain shuts down. The ability to talk shuts down. And this is a common factor with post-traumatic stress disorder. You lose the ability to move and you lose the ability to talk, like biologically, as in those parts of the brain shut down. So talking through doesn't work because you're also when they're talking, you're misinterpreting tone, you're feeling accused, it's it's a mess. So what does work? Just hugs and love. Just just hands on the heart, hand on the head, and just five, 10, 20 minutes of just Hugs. What also helped was when my partner said to me, It's okay to feel emotions. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to sit with those thoughts, and you should. And then I suggested, Well, like, that's scary to me. And she's like, Well, yeah, but you're probably more afraid of the act of doing it than the actual emotionality that will come out. She's like, Go and sit on the couch. Go and lay on the couch and just sit there and cry you'll probably be there for less than 20 minutes. Just do it. So I did. And I sat on the couch and felt my emotions. And then five minutes later, I felt better. And this comes back to the meditation. I've realized when I turn and look at the emotions, when I feel them, when I sit with them, it's okay. It hurts at the time, but it feels better. It's a release that has to happen. I've realized that for whatever reason, for my past, I've felt like I've always had to be strong and not show emotions and just hold it in. That's That, that helped me at the time, but now it's coming back to bite me. So I've learned that I need to do a couple of things. Number one, feel the emotions, let it out, and it's okay. Number two, express to the people around me that like, hey, I'm not always going to be strong. And they know that I'm not going to be strong because I'm great until I'm not, right? A far better approach would be to just, you know, manage the emotions as I'm going, as opposed to being fine, 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 massive crash, fine, 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 massive crash. That's a terrible way to live. So I've realized that I'm going to be embracing the negativity a little bit more and sort of letting it out on a day-to-day basis. And I've also realized that I don't just sit and relax enough. I don't chill. I don't just enjoy myself. So (laughs) moving forward, I'm going to feel my emotions, chill a bit more, express to the people around me like, hey, I'm not going to be always bubbly or always on or always able to, you know, do a bunch of work or all that sort of stuff. There will be times where I'm just going to sit and chill and giving myself permission for that. And part of the reasons why I haven't felt like I've had permission for that is because in the past I've seen, you know, my father figures, (coughs) excuse me, being quote unquote, lazy or inebriated. And I've not wanted to replicate that. So I've gone on the complete opposite path. Balance is key. And that's, you know, the meditative way is, is finding that balance, that middle path, that middle road. And obviously just continuing the daily meditation. daily Every day, daily meditation, working on that and just practicing the ability to sit with my thoughts. Will this fix me? No, but I know that if I release and talk and sit with it and feel with it, the strong emotionality won't come as hard and I will be used to dealing with it when it does come. I, I speak to a lot of people online about their symptomology and I'm in a part of a lot of um, BPD groups and other mental health groups. And I see this this coming on all the time that people just struggle. There's It's going to hurt to feel your emotions. It's going to hurt to be with it. It's going to be not fun because you're dealing with stuff that you've blocked off. Trust me, I get it. But there are ways around it. And on that topic, I'm not going to share a chapter of any of my books today. What I am going to, just going to let you know is, is that I have released a meditation mega course. This course is on Skillshare. It's two hours long. There's, I think, seven guided meditations. One of them is 20 minutes long. There's It goes deep dive into how I meditate, mindfulness meditation. And there's a bunch of supplementary meditations in there. If you click the link that I'll put into the show notes, you'll get Two months free access. So you can watch the course, sign up, and then cancel if you don't want to stay on board. But I do encourage you to stay on board because I've got maybe, I think, 13 to 14 Skillshare courses up. A lot of the stuff that I'm covering in the podcast in a deep dive format. So check it out. And I'm learning a bunch of stuff from, you know, for, for how to write and a whole bunch of other things on there. So if you want to learn to meditate, if you think that you're struggling with the sort of the thoughts and the processes that I described in this podcast, Meditation is key because I tell you what, if I didn't have a history and practice of meditation, what I've gone through could have cost me a lot more than just a week or two of mental health. It, in the past, I went down the self-harm and you know suicide route and I see a lot of people going down that path. I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest that mindfulness meditation, if you can relate to these thoughts and feelings, would be for you alongside exercise, alongside talking therapy, of course, and medication if you need it. But it's something that you can do daily to start working on that. So if you're interested, Meditation Mega Course and a bunch of other stuff that I've got out there, click the link down below, two months free access. So there's really no reason not to sign up. Um, and on and a side note, if you're liking what I'm doing here, it's a great way to support what I'm doing because... All of the minutes watched gives me a little bit of kickback. That gives me a bit of bit more time to be able to make more podcasts, blogs, video, skillshare courses, all of that sort of stuff. So help me out, help yourself out. And yeah, in if that's if that's too much or you're not interested or anything like that, or you think this course this this podcast will help you, share it with your friends, link them, share it on your social. Say hey, you know you've described some of these things. Is this what you is this what you're going through? Check this out because I know that I- when I feel alone. When I feel like there's no one else that can understand these thoughts, that's even more crushing. But when I speak to people online or in person that have had similar thoughts to me that are going through this sort of stuff, and I see that they're going through it, and they're working through it, and they've got their own path through it, it really does help. So yeah, hope you're enjoying the podcast. Hope you enjoy the Skillshare course. Click that link. Share this podcast. Catch ya.